Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castelbert. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am... I'm a doctor. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Along podcast. We're doing um, Dalek episode two. We've got it a little early because the BBC sent out a newsletter with a unlisted link to watch the episode. So we're going to give it. We've given it a little watch. We're going to put our review out early. Harry, what did you think to it, watching it early? I thought it was quite um, exciting. Yeah, I thought it was a definite and marked improvement upon the first episode. The first episode was quite stagnant, a little underwhelming. Um, this one, I felt like there was much more going on. There was lots of more locations. Uh, I feel like the character interactions were a bit more fun. Um, there was kind of a cool back and forth and this whole... This one really planted something intriguing well i guess like there was the whole what was it called the archive that they wanted yeah. in the first episode um and i guess that was meant to be intriguing but it didn't really do it for me but here they've got the um they're talking about this entity who always seems to be kind of one step ahead of them uh seems to have time travel abilities i feel like that is a much more intriguing uh concept i just feel like this episode this episode kind of did what i wish the first episode did for me which is kind of got me intrigued and wanted me to find out where it's all going to go. Yeah, there was lots of interesting bits in this. One thing that I that really stood out to me was the fact that it's probably one of the first times where you see the Daleks sort of admit that they're kind of screwed. There's that scene where they ask the Dalek Emperor for instructions and he just doesn't say anything because he doesn't know what to do next. What is that little rusty Dalek called? The one who he has that sort of classic look. Does he have a name? Uh, the Joe Suggorn. No, no, no. You know, he's actually a Dalek. He's like, he's the one who, he's the one who is with Joe Suggs, little robot guy. All right. Um, oh, the, um, the tactician. Is that what it's called? The tactician. I really like him. I think the he's one with quite... the really like the one with the kind of menacing voice, that one. Yeah. 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 No, he, him, him and the Joe Sugg robot particularly had good back and forth. I, I really enjoyed how the tactician, like clearly, had nothing but just like complete distaste <laughs> for this like little robot and looked down upon it as inferior because like that's what Daleks do. Like yeah. Daleks hate anything that isn't a Dalek. Even though it's there for health. This look I think it's called R R forty one was a note I made when watching the credits. Is the little just a robot. Um I'm gonna call it the just robot. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um I think the animation works better because a lot of the episode takes place in quite low lit areas. It's all quite dark, um, a lot of low key lighting, so you don't actually get to, a lot of the animation is hidden. So it's actually quite, it's slightly more effective than it was in the first episode. I felt. Also, it's much kind of smaller scale. Like it's a lot more scenes where it's just kind of two people in much more kind of intimate locations. And I feel like, firstly, with this limited animation that works better because um you know they can kind of do less um just that's because it's limited it's less the animation is less of a hindrance yeah. and then also when i did want to go larger scale like at the end with like the giant dalek shootout 
that made more of an impact because we'd spent so much of the episode just two characters. Yeah, I really liked that scene, and I really liked the shot of them revealing all the Dalek eyes as they all lit up as the Jurassic mm. robot turned them all on. I thought the cinematography in this was really good. There was a lot of shots where I sort of thought, whoever directed this, if you gave them the budget for an actual episode of Doctor Who, it would look amazing. Yeah, no, but I, I don't know why. It's so weird that this, it feels like almost nice and day comparing this in the first episode because this just feels like there's so, there's it feels there's more to it. It feels like there's more layers to it than yeah. the first one. I really liked that Dalek versus Dalek sort of crossfire battle. It reminded me a lot of um, of Space Invaders. You know the classic arcade game where you have to hide behind the <laughs> oh, little yeah. shield and shoot out. Yeah, because like it was almost like there's walls and a, a wall of them on this side and a wall of them on the other side, and they just start like boop boop boop, just kept disappearing. It was almost like a really bad pong. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was really good. Um, the, the, I'm still trying to get used to the voices because there's a lot of variations in them, but in the show, unless they have a signature style, they tend not to have a signature voice. Like, the Dalek Emperor has his own yeah. voice, Supreme Dalek, Dalek Sek has his own voice, the human Dalek, but everything else in the every other one has the same voice. But it seems in this animation that every single Dalek has their own voice, and I don't think we're yet to hear just a standard... Exactly. Even though it is Nick Briggs who's doing it, we don't seem to be getting his, you know, bronze-tiered Dalek, what you would expect. I mean, imagine this must be a lot of fun for Nick Briggs, that he's able to kind of... Has he helped write this? Uh, has he been would have thought so. This? I'll have yeah. a quick look. Um, I'll have a see if I, I can know, find... Obviously, obviously, he works with Big Finish, but I don't know if this is something that's kind of operating outside of Big Finish. Yeah, because I know he's wrote a few big finished stories. Mm. So what was this episode called as well? It was called no, I'm just loading out. The Sentinel of the Fifth Galaxy. I can't seem to find out who wrote this, unfortunately. But no, I definitely agree. It was such an improvement on last week. So I remember at the end of last week I was like, Do you wanna do an do you, do you really want to do another one of these? This, this was left me in headspace. So I'm like, I definitely want to kind of see where this is going. I'm much more open minded to it now. Yeah, no, same here. And uh, I think sorry, go on. One of the big reasons for that is this whole um, where this kind of invisible enemy so far of the uh, what we should refer to as the, the entity, this kind of enemy of the Daleks with time traveling abilities who seems to be always one step ahead of them because of going back in time. Gee, I wonder who that could be. Hmm. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, sorry. I missed what you were saying. I'm just looking for who wrote this episode. What was you just saying? Oh, I was just made... Sorry, did you lose connection on me? No, no, I, he- I heard you, but I was just trying to work out who's wrote this. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> uh- I was just making a very sarcastic comment about how I feel like the entity is most definitely the Doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, would be surprised if we... Try and hide it. Yeah, I would be surprised if we don't see some sort of hint. We might not actually see the Doctor, but you might see just a TARDIS appear or something like that. And if, if, the, if you do yeah, see like... him appear, it will be... Um, I feel it'll be a classic one. Mm. I mean, I think because this is part of Time Lord Victorious, right? 
Um, to my knowledge, the f- main three doctors involved in Time Lord Victorious are the Tenth Doctor, the Ninth Doctor, and the Eighth Doctor. Mm. And the three of those, with something like this, I imagine we're most likely to get a Paul McGann m- cameo. Yeah. So that's what I anticipate. I anticipate perhaps in the final episode we'll get an appearance of Paul McGann. Maybe not physically, just maybe just like his, like you said, his TARDIS and then his voice over an intercom. Yeah, um, it's written by James Goss, who's wrote a few Big Finish stories. So okay, so it, it seems they've kept the creative team from Big Finish, but brought in an animation studio. Um, we, mm-hmm. They went to Scarrow, which was pretty cool. I really liked the look of that. It sort of had sort of a you comic know, book sort of style to it. Is that what not what Scarrow looked like in a uh, series nine? Um, or... Is that with where Missy and Clara go to Scarrow as well? Yeah, where Missy and Clara and the Doctor go, to, and who uh, Scarrow and Davros is there. Yeah, it's the I same think, style. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the same design for Scarrow used then. And I quite like that. Um, I quite like that um, in New Who, at least, they've maintained a pretty consistent depiction of these alien planets. Mm. Like, Gallifrey always looks exactly the same. I mean, give or take a bit of destruction. Um, yeah. And Scarrow always has the same design. One thing I'm not sure of do the names Scarrow and Gallifrey, do they refer to the planets or like those cities being like the capital? Yeah, planets. it's the planet because you're Gallifrey, aren't you? If you're from Gallifrey, so so yeah. is there just kind of one like established civilization on each of those planets, or like with Gallifrey, is it that the city is just where all the time lords live? Because I know you can be Gallifreyan but not a time lord. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. Then, yeah, I imagine you can be from Gallifrey and then become a time lord. But the only bit of Gallifrey we ever seem to see is the is the uh, big glass ball. I know it's got a, a name. What is it? The cathedral or something like that? Or, yeah. Yeah, and then I don't I don't know enough about Dalek Lord to find out. <laughs> I mean, I actually hope that this... I hope that, obviously, so far, the Daleks are being, you know, in heavy pursuit by this uh, entity and they're kind of on the run in yeah. this series. But I feel like it would be cool if at some point they could properly go on to Gallifrey and we could just see a bit of a Dalek homeworld and get more Scarrow? of a sense of, you know... Yeah, of yeah. Scarrow. And actually get a sense of kind of what Dalek civilization, what Dalek life is like. like do mm. they just kind of hang out in war rooms and on corridors or do they... I, mean, I don't imagine Daleks have much recreational activities. <laughs> but maybe they do. No, that's true. Maybe well, they can... Like, they they can like attach like a baseball bat to their sucker and they can like <laughs> just swing ball just one Dalek yeah. playing swing ball by himself. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, someone else would be like firing firing a ball at them. Like there's like those machines, like those like tennis ball and baseball firing machines. Right, okay. Maybe Daleks have that built in. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good fun. It's definitely put me back on board for this because I know last week I was just like, this was rubbish. But this this week was really good. It's a real step up. It sort of makes me think, why did they make that episode one and not just shorten it and make it almost like a teaser at the start? Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to episode three. Yeah. Like I'd say, it's gone f- to me from what was a four five to a six seven. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. And I think a lot of that for me as well is done just by the cinematography and the way it's shot. There's still too much 
we're at one side of the room and a Dalek speaking, so we suddenly need to crash zoom into into the Dalek speaking. I'm like, well, why aren't we already there, sort of thing? But that's just um, me just being picky, I think. But yeah, it's definitely an improvement. I think the main thing that I'd like to see is some um, more because we've seen a this episode really fleshed out the tactician and his characterization. Like, I get much more of a sense of the kind of Dalek he is. I hope they do kind of the same for, like, the Emperor and subsequent episodes and maybe kind of expand the cast of Daleks, because so far those two are kind of the two main Dalek yeah. characters we've been following. If they can build up that cast of characters and develop them all similarly to the way they started to flesh out the tactician in this episode, then I feel like it could build towards a really, you know, it could just get more and more intriguing, more and more interesting. I want to follow it more and more each week. Yeah, I just I just thought it'd be so funny if one episode starts with like the Dalek Emperor being like really like angry and bossy, and then all of a sudden like the doors open and like another Dalek comes in just wearing a blonde wig, and it's like, oh no, my wife! <laughs> and it's like a whole comedy episode where the Dalek Emperor's at work, but his wife's constantly like undermining him in front of everybody. <laughs> I just want like a sitcom, just meet the Daleks. Yeah, it's got like a laugh track in it. That'd be so funny. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we're gonna try and do these weekly. Try and get them out early as well. If the BBC are happy to send us a link. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on the channel, subscribe, like, and all that, and um, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Do I say bye, Harry? Bye, bye. Don't forget to click below to subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.